in our conversations that we'll be having this season about the environment, we don't want to just focus on kind of like the devastation of climate change. We also want to center the ways that Black people find joy in the natural environment. So we'll be talking about environmental justice, and we'll also be talking about environmental joy. I'm Erin Hardnett. And I'm Amber Mitchell, and you're listening to Tilling the Soil, a Whitney Plantation podcast. In this season of Tilling the Soil, we will be exploring various conversations surrounding the environment. to season two of Tilling the Soil. For those of you who are uninitiated, I'm Amber Mitchell, Director of Education here at Whitney Plantation. And it has been an exciting year of all kinds of things happening since last season wrapped up in late 2022. So we have the wonderful opportunity to welcome a new voice to this new season. You'll be hearing a lot less from me. You'll be hearing a lot more from our new friend here, Miss Erin Hartnett, who is our wonderful intern this summer who we are working with through the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Hi, Erin. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for that warm introduction. And hi to our wonderful audience. Thank you for tuning in for another season. As Amber said, my name is Erin Hardnett, and I was welcomed here to Whitney Plantation by Amber earlier this summer to help produce this new season. Just for some background on me, I am a graduate student at Louisiana State University, finishing up my master's. And my research focus is on Black Louisianan culture and history with particular emphasis on the colonial and antebellum periods of Louisianan history. For those who are unaware, antebellum kind of refers to the period of Louisiana history that encompasses America's acquisition of Louisiana as a territory and the colonial periods are during the Spanish and French occupations of Louisiana. So I am interested, especially in the ways that Black women navigated and survived these periods of time. So I'm excited to join the podcast, and I'm also excited for this upcoming season, which will focus heavily on the environment. Yeah, so something that kept coming up for us last season, and if you're familiar and you've listened to Tilling the Soil in the past, last season, my co-host, Dr. Joy Banner, who at the time was Whitney Plantation's Director of Marketing, we spent a lot of time talking about the general work of plantation sites like Whitney, how we do what we do. And so in taking time out to listen to our viewers and listeners and their feedback from last season, which has been overwhelmingly positive, we decided we wanted to focus in on very particular subjects this year. And so especially in our current climate, for lack of a better term, our current climate right now, talking about the environment is not just something that is 
just tangentially related to this history and tangentially related to the history of plantations, history of slavery, the history of Africans in America. It's a very much a lived experience that we are going through right now. If you're unfamiliar or you don't necessarily remember last season, we talked a bit about climate change and how that affects areas in Southeast Louisiana, but especially Black history sites in the way of these huge storms, in the way of these big environmental battles that are happening right now. And so we decided we were going to lean into that, especially right now as we continue to have this battle at Whitney Plantation over the uh, infamous grain terminal that's going to be built over or trying to be built over our former uh, plantation lands right next door to us. So I'm really excited to explore updates to that story later on this season. But it's wonderful to be able to bring Erin's voice in specifically because she's also a descendant of people from here in Louisiana. Isn't that right, Erin? That's correct. Though my family is from a bit further north, a bit north of Baton Rouge. And I am just so excited to be able to amplify the narratives of descendants of Louisianan enslaved African peoples and also amplify the voices of Black folks around the South. And just to kind of jump off of what Amber was saying about the immediacy of the issue that we will be exploring this season, the environment, it's also just very important to to think about, you know, what's going on outside. Like today on Whitney Plantation site, it is 100 degrees. Like the heat index is over 100 degrees. And that is the heat index for the entire week. Like the high of this week was supposed to be 103 degrees. And we cannot separate that from conversations about the climate. But also in our conversations that we'll be having this season about the environment, we don't want to just focus on kind of like the devastation of climate change. We also want to center the ways that Black people find joy in the natural environment. So we'll be talking about environmental justice, and we'll also be talking about environmental joy. And I just want to make sure we underscore that Black joy is so important, especially when we're literally Black people working on a plantation site, y'all, like literally, we have to make sure that we are underscoring and highlighting Black joy whenever possible. Amber, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but because thematically we're focusing on both, you know, environmental justice and Black joy, can you give our audience, can you share with our audience one moment of joyful encounter with the environment? I really love this question, Erin, because I'm not really an outdoor girly, but I love, you know, hanging out and being near water. For those of you who don't know me, I am not originally from Louisiana. I am from Detroit, Michigan. So I'm from the Great Lakes. And so being surrounded by water is always very important to me. And I've had always a deep connection to water, especially the Detroit River. And so one of my favorite memories and favorite encounters with the environment is going to hang out in this island park in Detroit called Belle Isle or Belle Isle, if you're from Detroit. <laughs> and uh just hanging out there with my family, bringing the grill out, somebody turning on Frank and Beverly and Mays or the OJs in the case of my dad, having the music on blast, having your shoes off in the grass, having some ribs or a burnt hot dog, just being outside all day, in and out of the water, laying in the grass, somebody's dog is run off and you're chasing a dog and of course playing with bubbles. So being a city girl in many ways, <laughs> for lack of a better term, 
allows, you know, you have almost limited encounters with the environment because everything is asphalt and concrete. And so being able to find especially very black spaces, because at the time Detroit was an 80 percent black city and being able to go out into this place and be connected with the environment in ways that you aren't able to in the main parts of the city was always something that was a fun time for me and that one day I hope to be able to reclaim. Same question for you, (laughs) Erin. Well, that's so interesting. I spent a lot of my summers here in Louisiana. So a lot of my kind of childhood memories that are formative and kind of inform the way that I now today think about the natural environment stem from, you know, that period of my life. And one memory that always just kind of jumps to the forefront of my my brain whenever I'm thinking about like, what are moments that are so close to my heart between the environment, myself, and, you know, my family. And I, I, I think specifically about this, this one summer day that my grandmother took me and my older sister to a farm and had us pick our, our own watermelon. And first of all, shout out to black farmers, like y'all are truly doing God's work. And yeah. I love to see people, you know, selling produce on the side of the street. But in this moment, my grandma got a farmer friend of hers to like, let us come onto his farm. And like, he drove a tractor out into the fields and just these beautiful sun ripened watermelon. And I'm telling you, like, maybe this is just kind of in like the, the product of kind of romanticizing my childhood my memory, but like, that was the best, the sweetest, the juiciest watermelon I've ever had. And that day we also had like a crawfish bowl. So we were having crawfish and then like some watermelon for dessert. And that was just such a sweet watermelon and just having the opportunity to pick it with my own hands, with my grandmother, with my sister, with this black farmer who unfortunately I don't remember his name. That is a moment that I will cherish forever. I love that story. I think we all have had those encounters with just really good produce that once, I mean, it almost is like when you pick it yourself, it just, it just tastes, it hits different, you know, but especially a good watermelon on a hot day, you can't beat it. You really can't beat it. And also like now in my adult life, now that I've done so much work, kind of like understanding black history and culture, like the symbol of the watermelon is that much more important to me because the symbol of the watermelon, though it has been used to like kind of degrade black people, the watermelon in reality is a symbol of black entrepreneurial spirit. You know, black people selling a watermelon is largely why black people were kind of like demonized and talked about in these kind of like derogatory terms in relation to watermelon. So I just, I love watermelon (laughs) and it's a hot summer day and I would love a slice today. So I hope that you all uh, stay tuned for this season. We're really excited about it. Please continue to give us feedback. If you're just joining us, welcome. If you're unfamiliar with Whitney Plantation, we are a 18th century sugar plantation turned historic site that has operated as a nonprofit since December of 2019, solely dedicated to sharing the history of slavery in the United States and its legacies, both in the United States and globally. So 
it's wonderful to be able to have the opportunity to speak the lived experiences of the millions of Africans who were brought over from West and Central Africa in this space every day, but also to be able to highlight how this amazingly resilient people were able to create culture, were able to create lifestyles, and were able to create a legacy that extends well beyond the borders of Louisiana and well beyond the United States and the Caribbean and other slaveholding places today. Thank you for tuning in to Tilling the Soil. For more information on the podcast or Whitney Plantation, go to WhitneyPlantation.org. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Our handles can be found in the description. Thanks for listening.